0: Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong under the shade of a cooler tree. He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled. You'll come a waltzing, Matilda, with me. Waltzing, Matilda, waltzing, Matilda, you'll come a waltzing, Matilda, with me. He sang as Oh,
1: good afternoon, everyone. This is the Known Trolls podcast, recording on Saturday, March twenty third. Joining with me, as always, is my good bloke Rene Herrera. Rene,
2: how you doing? Hi, hey, mate. How are you today?
1: Also joining me is an absolute gem from across the pond, Ryan Brink. How you doing, Ryan?
2: Renee,
3: how are you today? Is that your I, th- uh, th- I think accent? so. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's much better than your Australian accent. But excited to be here. Known trolls podcast. Uh, I guess. I guess that makes me a known troll. Uh,
1: yeah, there you go. A known troll, Ryan Brink. You know, Ryan, this is uh, almost. You know, it's more prestigious to be on the known trolls podcast than RHAP because RHAP has probably had like thousands uh, or hundreds of uh, guests now. You know, so you're guest like number seven.
3: That is. That is actually very. Uh, very accurate. I've only been on the Reality Raha Hub, so I guess that's uh, that's like a sub-level. So I'll put this more prestigious level as a known troll right at the top, but I did wonder at first whether you were looking for Ryan Maldo and I was like, confused <laughs> if like, you missed the wrong person, but no, you haven't, so I'm excited to be here in uh, yeah, chat, Survivor and Twitter and all the other stuff that we've got to talk about.
1: Oh great! Um, so this is what I'm thinking. I th- I'm thinking we go over the last episode, and then we kind of get into your whole journey to like Survivor Twitter and like oh. podcasts and whatnot. After, yeah, yeah and good. then uh, and then we can talk about whatever you guys want. Um, before we start, do you have anything to
3: include, Renee? Anything like pressing or me? Uh, no, not really. No. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure that I got my plug-in for my new T-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can find that at the Known Trolls. It's uh I know Fairplay has his shirt where it's like Rich and Rob and uh Russell, but I was thinking we could have a shirt that says Where's Renee, Ritter and T Dub. How what about that? <laughs> <laughs> well I <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I might I, I might do a Wes, or Renee, and T-Dub. I don't know about the other person that you just oh, mentioned. Sorry. Hey, you mentioned that other person first. So. Uh, how far are yeah. we into
3: this podcast? Two minutes. Okay, good start. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was wondering how long that
1: uh, name drop would, just uh, break the ice how long would <laughs> take for that name drop. Yeah, okay.
3: Um,
1: yeah, let's see. Yeah, maybe T-shirts down the uh, down the road at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the episode. Uh, Renee, what were your initial thoughts on... Uh, the two episodes that we watched on Wednesday?
2: Um, Let's see. So I was kind of like listening to it while I was at work going on, and initially I was like, eh, I don't know if these episodes were really all that great. But then I watched them at home, you know, focused. Mm -hmm. And I do think that they were, it was pretty good, you know, like it did catch my attention the second time. There was a lot more going on than I had uh, thought was going on. There was some strategy and, you know, a lot of different scenarios. So I really actually enjoyed both of them.
1: Ryan, what do you think yeah, I, of the episodes I, as a whole? I thought
3: they were pretty great, to be honest. I had low expectations coming into the episodes being a double, I, especially getting close to the uh, end of the pre-merge. So for both of them to be pretty interesting and to have uh, like a big name, obviously, and Aubrey and I guess Big Wendy as well go out, like it was It was pretty good overall. And we had an interesting twist as well, so which I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I, I thought it was better than expectations leading in. Okay, um, let's go
1: into the, so the first episode, the Aubrey vote out. Um, so we had two challenges. Do we have a reward challenge then?
2: Uh, we did have a reward challenge, and it was like for like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff like oh, that. That's
1: right, yeah. That gross. Uh, would you? That's like the worst thing that I could get. Like, well, actually, the worst thing I could get for a reward out there would be like a tuna fish and tomato sandwich.
3: <laughs> Depends on what it's made well, son. I don't know. It, 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 peanut butter's not too bad. Well, they
2: did. They they did get. I remember Jeff saying that they were the reward was going to be waiting for them at their camp. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. they were like fresher sandwiches. And stuff okay. it wasn't the stuff yeah. that was like sitting sitting there <laughs>
1: have you got have you guys been surprised that there hasn't been any advantages or idols hidden at like a reward like uh or some something you know how they kind of hide them in like the reward basket or whatnot are you guys surprised that they're they've they
3: they have they have not done that yet ryan yeah i i guess we really haven't had too many rewards where they've gone off to a location i think normally they'll hide them in a, when they go to a location and and Put them there, so maybe in the post merge we'll start to see them. But I'm okay with there not being too many advantages. Obviously, we had uh, the advantage extra vote given to Aubrey, and we've had the advantage menu plus the three idols so far. So it's it's still a lot of advantages in the game, and we're only what six episodes in.
1: Yeah. Also, we haven't. I think oh, everyone was ex- sorry, Renee. Go I ahead. was
2: going to say, although I think Aubrey's the two things Aubrey has, I don't think they're like valid anymore. No, no. I think right, I'm apparently sure. not. they're gone. Apparently not. Yeah. So, so those are kind of out.
1: Yeah. Also, I was noticing how there hasn't been anything hot hidden at challenges. No immunity. I I'm sure Kelly was looking all around for idols or whatnot. Also our long national nightmare is finally over. Julia got a confessional. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> congrats to Julia.
2: <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Um, finally.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad that we can stop talking about that. Okay. So we had a new thing for people to be outraged about. Uh, Kelly said that David acted like a female in one of the challenges. (laughs) Uh, Renee, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, it's just so absurd. Um, so first of all, like these people, they haven't eaten anything, right? They have, they've lost every single challenge at this point in time. You can see that they are horrible in challenges, um David, like surprisingly, has not been voted out because he's horrible in these challenges. You know, he's like a skinny little guy. And, you know, Kelly says this in some sort of frustrated mood, I'm assuming. But she obviously clearly doesn't hate David and he doesn't hate her. And it was just like, I don't know, I thought it was just an innocuous thing. But then I go on Twitter and, of course, there are people raging out about it. And it's just so dumb, like so so dumb. And I'm sure David doesn't care. Like, I mean, he obviously hasn't tweeted about it, but I'm sure if you were to ask him personally, he'd be like, "What? Shut up." Yeah.
1: I well, David <laughs> did. David did say something about the whole Wendy bullying thing. He did chime in on Twitter about something like that. Like he was sticking up for Wendy. Uh, Ryan, what did you think about the whole comment by Kelly about how David was acting like a female?
3: Yeah. I, 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 I agree with Renee. I think it's we live in an outrage culture right now, and Twitter amplifies that to its zenith. Yeah. So, it, to me, it wasn't a big deal. I think she came out on Twitter and, and made a post or had a reply to someone that I saw that was just explaining, like, it wasn't meant personally. They're fine. It's all good. But, like, to be honest, I'm someone who has a similar stature to David. I've been ironically called muscles so many times or, like, made to feel... Uh, like a like a girl uh it's okay like I don't think he takes it offensively uh it's it is Mm. what it is I don't I don't think there any is any bad block between the two of them
1: yeah I think um you know she shouldn't have said that uh especially nowadays but you know it's not a big deal I mean if you look back in Survivor and like the like Survivor you know with uh, Rudy the Borneo he was like talking about like queers and stuff like that you know (laughs) <laughs> it's shit like that wouldn't fly today, and shouldn't have flown back then. And then you, even back then, like in Survivor Heroes vs Villains, I remember Tyson said something about tossing Coach around or something like that, but um, or Coach tossing Colby around. So you know, people say things just in the heat of the moment. You know, they're out there at their at their worst. It's just not like. You know, everyone should just shut the fuck up and settle down. It's not a big deal. You Can know? I just
3: ask you as, as well? I know, like, we're talking about Kelly here as well. I, I've been on Twitter, and I haven't really commented on any of this, but there seems to be this perception this season that Kelly is a major villain, and I don't get it. Like, I what am I missing that is making her a villain? Because I, I'm not seeing it. I see that she's more of a top dog than an underdog this season, but that's a part of it. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I think it's because the whole Wendy thing... And them kind of making fun of Wendy in that uh, secret scene, and also you know Kelly, people are getting on her for whining a lot and uh, and just like nothing nothing's going her way, so she's kind of being like a crybaby about it. Which you know I could kind of expect to like anyone in that situation be like kind of acting out a bit. You know I, she's not doing anything that like nasty or villain like. To you know every season needs a villain, and they just decided to have Kelly and Wardog be the villains for this one. Renee, any thoughts on the
2: whole villain edit for Kelly? Um. I mean, I don't see it, honestly, but I guess that's what people are saying. I think that, um, look, this is Kelly's third time playing. She knows what she's doing confessional-wise. And A, I think she's you know been losing everything. But she also wants to give good confessionals. And you're not going to do that by, you know, being tiptoeing around certain things. So right. she's just going to go for it and... You know, get stuff on air.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Okay, um, so we had a nice long scene of Joe fishing. Uh, I'm sure everyone loved that. Are you a huge <laughs> fan of the fishing scene, Renee?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm Joe. Is, I mean, Wes and I met Joe together. Um, but uh, he's a nice guy. But man, that was so boring. Like Joe is just such a boring survivor player Mm -hmm. you know and everything that we saw from joe this like they tried to make us like feel bad for him because he started crying because he was like i'm so good i'm such a target why why Uh."
1: well he he wasn't he wasn't (laughs) crying about that he was crying about the people being away from his family and stuff
2: yeah but same it was like i was like are we really am i really watching this like what is this and so I'm just more convinced that, like, Joe goes in the next couple of weeks because I'm like, there's no way this guy makes it far.
1: Yeah, Joe is kind of, I said at the beginning of the season how Joe doesn't really fit in. It, it It's just a really weird season for Joe, you know, maybe just because his, his, uh, his tribe keeps winning. So there hasn't really been that many Joe uh, on the edge of getting a limited scene. So I don't know. Uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on Joe so far?
3: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, uh, coming into the season, I would have felt similarly, but I've actually grown to appreciate Joe this season. I know that Twitter doesn't like Joe. He is the Facebook darling, but I do I do understand why there is an appeal for him and uh, his love for the game, while it might be different than your yours and mine, I do actually see it. And I kind of understand like this is a guy who's played three times. He's kind of hit the repeat button twice and it looks like he might be hitting the repeat button a third time like that must be pretty annoying for him because what is he doing apart from just being who he is and that's the reason he can't get any further and that's the same for all of us like we all would go out there and try and be ourselves and if there was like a i don't know a character flaw that we had which in reality is actually not a character flaw that's like impacting the reason we can't go further like i kind of understand why he's feeling the way he is so i am defending joe on the known trolls podcast (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Renee's the only one going at him But um,
1: yeah, re- yeah Joe is a, Joe's been a really nice guy every time I met him yeah. But yeah, he's doing the, this is definitely Joe 3.0 He's just doing the same thing Well, not 3.0, it's like Joe 1.0 the third time
3: So
2: Yeah, with a mustache the stuff I, I guess, guess the, thing, yeah, with the, the thing that I would give him, I guess, credit for Is that, you know, he said like, oh, I came in here And I said I wasn't going to do all this stuff Because I didn't want to target But that's not me, blah, blah, blah but it seemed to kind of work with Ron, who was like, well, shit, if we get rid of him too soon, like, he's not going to feed us and clean up around camp and do all the stuff he's been doing. So right. um, I don't know if it's really relevant anymore. I mean, maybe for that last challenge, yeah. the, like, if they had lost, that would have been a, a bigger question.
1: Um, but Yeah, it, it seems like Joe has a good uh, rapport with Aurora, too. So it seems yeah. like they're tight. Light,
3: um okay. Is that someone on the season? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay, so
1: Aubrey, we then had a scene about Aubrey, how she was just dying and she's waiting to play. She wants to be aggressive, and that came back to bite her in the ass. Do you think uh, Aubrey regrets being wanting to play so aggressive, Renee?
2: Um, Well, I don't know if she actually did or not, did she? I mean, it just seems like it's aubrey this season has been very very odd you know um she wasn't, played the name, twice. wasn't that
1: the name wasn't that the name of her podcast Get, Getting getting oh
2: yeah <laughs> 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 um i think so she played twice already and she you know did really well those first two times so i don't know if there's anything that she particularly did good or bad this season but i think it was just like There was no getting around that they wanted her out, right? Mm -hmm. Like they did not want her there anymore because she was a returning player, and I don't think there was really much she could have done, you know, to stop what happened because they all did a really good job of like just flying straight up to her face.
1: Right? Yeah, she she was talking on Twitter about how they played her really well. Yeah, you know, credit to Aubrey, she was very graceful in her exit. And she, before she realized that she had a chance to get back in the game, she was very graceful, and she, you know, she was very, she's just basically saying how great they played that because they played her like a fiddle. Yeah. Um. Ryan, what did you
3: think about Aubrey's not playing her idol or her advantage? Yeah, I think she was just outplayed by Victoria, especially, and Victoria obviously Mm -hmm. had done such a great job in convincing her that, hey, my eyes are open, I do want to work with you, let's work together, and. Sometimes you're just outplayed by people and in this situation she was. And I don't I don't think it's a, a negative necessarily she didn't play her idol because we can say the same thing about the next Tribal Council with Wentworth and Lauren, both of them keep their idols. Sometimes you just have to hold firm yeah. and have trust. And yeah, it sucks. She was the first original karma to be taken out. I believe this season as well. She always had a big target on her back. Maybe she just got a bit complacent and thinking that these people were Dodos and that they were going mm-hmm. to be, you know, like historically we've seen with returnee players outside Russell uh, in these captain seasons is that they they are going to go pretty far, and people seem to drink the the Coach Kool-Aid or the whatever it is that they seem to drink, and she got a little bit unlucky that they weren't, I guess, doing that. So she probably should have just trusted her gut where she was originally and, and understood, but I think the Wendy question is such a big one because we've never seen anyone like Wendy, and she was such an obvious target to take out that maybe that blundered her as well.
1: Oh, don't start with that. We've never seen anyone like Wendy. Because, like, if we start with that narrative, then we're going to get Wendy on another season. I don't want Wendy on <laughs> Wendy another would season. Wendy will be on another season, whereas <laughs> I,
3: like, put no. it under right in, in the next, like, three years. No. Oh, she's oh, on no. another
1: Wendy,
2: yeah. She, she's going
1: to be a he, she's gonna be a hero or a, fa- a favorite, right?
3: Of course. Probably. If yeah. it's, if it's, a sugar on season. She's a hero. Oh,
2: God. 2.0 for that. season. No, I was going to, I was, uh, I think I agree with Ryan that, um, Wendy was such a wild card that it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, confusing why they didn't actually get rid of her first, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I remember way back when when Rob uh, Rob had Rich Hatch on this podcast, one of the first times. Now, Rich, you Hatch, mean Richard Hatch? Richard Hatch, Are yeah. You
1: you're close buddies with him? You call him Rich?
2: Rich, I call him like Rich as well. I I as well. And uh, <laughs> Rich. Oh, okay, and they said that um, you have to get out people that you don't know what they're going to do, right? Wild cards, because right. if you have someone that's against you from the beginning, like at least you know what their agenda is. Whereas if there's someone out there that you just don't know what they're going to do because they're flaky or they do really weird things, like those are the people you need to get rid of first. And so it is kind of crazy that they didn't get rid of Wendy this time because for me, I was like, wait, how did Wendy not... Just tell Aubrey that she was leaving, right? Like, yeah. you would have thought that she would have definitely told her, like, oh, "I just want to be nice to you and tell you that you're going home tonight." Mm-hmm. And for well, that not to happen is crazy.
1: Well, so so Wendy is definitely a wild card. You know, you can't really exp- uh, predict that much from her. But maybe she is also like a strategic player in a sense because she didn't reveal to Aubrey
3: that she was going home. Yeah. That's that's so. a that's a long bow to draw that she's a strategic player. <laughs> oh that's,
1: that's, I, I mean, that's pretty long. Is she okay is she more
3: strategic than Philip, or, like, uh, who else is kind of like Wendy in the past? Oh. Philip?
2: Uh, uh, Philip is definitely... Uh, there's
3: not yeah. many comparisons. We had one, in Australian survivor. His name was Barry Lee. He effectively just sat on a log uh, fishing all day. That was his whole uh, shtick. So, there's there's rare people that are, like, even to go back to Borneo, like, at least uh, Dr. Sean had, like, the alphabet strategy. She has no strategy. it was just like, I'm here. I'm annoying. Don't vote me out. <laughs> don't vote me out. <laughs> right
2: well she also said um which was bizarre she was like um i don't care when i go home i at least got to play so i'll go leave with a smile i was Mm -hmm. like what like that's crazy yeah okay
1: we'll get into wendy's boot in a bit you want to go out there
2: and win you don't want to be like oh well at least i made it 11 days you don't want to be happy
1: about getting voted out yeah we'll talk about that in a bit um victoria mentioned how she didn't have any she didn't care One thing about feelings, hurting someone's feelings on Survivor, and I love that. That's how you should play, and that's the kind of player I want. People who don't give a fuck about other people's feelings, you know. Everyone's out there to win a million dollars, and they're out there to make lifelong friends or become, like, uh, influencers on Instagram with each other. Um, So, yeah, love that. Um Okay, so it, another thing that kind of stuck out to me, this season seems very, very long. Maybe because I've watched every episode twice, but we were only on day 12 when Aubrey got voted out. Doesn't it feel like it's already been like 20 days?
2: Yeah, I don't know yeah. what. Um, yeah. they. The epi- second episode ended on day 16. That's when Wendy got voted out. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, they're going to go into a merge on day 17? Like That's really fucking early.
1: Yeah, um, isn't it usually like day 21 or 22?
2: Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know if they're expanding it just because they're going to be bringing people back, I guess, maybe, or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it does seem like a lot has happened and and not a lot of time. I mean, they barely barely have gone two weeks, a little bit over two weeks. Yeah, I do
3: wonder Uh, wonder if that is because we've started with 18 and not 20 this season as well. And and sometimes when we have 20, they might do, like, a double boot first episode, and it kind of pushes the season forward a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, it definitely has felt longer than most seasons recently
1: okay so how many people are left in the game after the wendy boot 12?
3: 12 well yeah there's 12 and
1: okay so once the two people will get back get back, get get back in it's gonna be 14 right
2: well how many people are coming back really in really One or two? i think it's only one is it one person yeah or i think they're bringing people. one people one person back now and another person back like at the end like day 37 or something probably oh.
1: Well, there's an even amount of uh, men, and, men and women on Extinction Island. So, do you think they're going to let one
2: man and one woman oh, come back man. in? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. I think it's yes. like a one, one and done. Like only one person gets a shot to come back.
1: Okay. I well, that would be interesting if a man and a woman can come back in. Um, and do you think whoever comes back in is going to be immune from vo-
2: uh, a vote? I don't think so, but I don't know. When was the last time I okay. saw okay. that? that like was
3: at just... Islands with the Outcast. I didn't. Yeah. Islands forever, but. Uh, I, it would be strange if they did do that. I feel like we've moved past that. If you're back in the game, you're back in the game. I think the, the, like, the real <laughs> big question is, like, who's going to come back in the game and how that shakes things up? Because if you look at the people who are there, I want Aubrey or Rick more than anyone else because i think that at least gives that lesu for a chance of cr- trying to get numbers over if it's one of the other people i feel like they'll just flip over straight to the original karma and we're just going to see maybe a pogonging in this post-merge period so i think that's the, the of, big question of, of lesu yeah
1: yeah but what happens if uh less the, the four lesus were then with the three comma commas at that tribal council? do you think they're allowed to speak to each other
3: why? Why would the? Why would Victoria go with someone she's just met, like a Laura and a Kelly, which yeah. she already has a relationship with Ron over there and Julia? I think the the interesting thing originally was that Karma tribe was kind of divided in a way where we had uh, like Julia and Ron and Victoria. And we kind of saw Eric and uh, Eric and Gavin on the outs a little bit with the returnees plus Aurora. So it's kind of like a three fractured alliances. But it'll be interesting to see how they do come together and whether they can stay Karma strong or whether that's just a word and whether that's just you know like we've seen in many Survivor seasons them just pretending to be strong because they haven't actually had to vote out any of the uh, any newbies yet from that tribe.
1: Right. Okay.
3: Um, yeah,
1: it's going to be really interesting. I I think honestly. I have a hot take. This is a, this is a very good season. I don't care what anyone else Whoa. says. I'm ha- I'm really enjoying the season.
2: Renee, um, I mean, hey, you seem to dislike my opinion. on that. <laughs> no, I think um, I don't know. The seasons where one tribe gets decimated is always like uh, it starts to get boring. Um, it can pick up like if they actually decide like, hey, let's work together with the Lesu Four like in the merge like okay, that'll be good, but if they just get picked off, like, I don't know, it's going to be boring really quick. Um, I think it just depends on the players that are there now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, so how many comma people are there? Technically, there's, what, eight people left of the original yeah. commas? Um, like, are they going to split up right now? Like, is there a clear division there, or are they kind of just going to be content going to, like, the final eight with those comma people
1: Uh, i mean is joe gonna just be the first one voted out too
2: (laughs) yeah i mean they could get rid of joe um i think it would behoove them to try and work with like a david and a war dog or something you know Mm -hmm. um but we never know i mean and plus kelly and lauren do still have idols both of them so i guess that should at least be a fairly fairly eventful tribal council
1: so you think Wardog and, like, Kelly or... Lore, would, do you think it's going to be, like, all votes on Wardog and Kelly? Like, right like at the merge vote? Um... Uh, Ryan.
3: Oh, let's go Ryan. Yeah. Think,
1: who's, who's getting targeted at the, at the first merge vote?
3: Who's getting targeted at the first merge vote? That's a really good one. I... I would think they would try and target a, a big name. And it does seem like a lot of the Karma people are willing to take out a returnee. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was a, a Wentworth, but maybe... Maybe they're fearful that she has an idol, so maybe they they target like a Lauren again. So uh, it would be interesting to see how it does play, but obviously we know they both got idols, so they're both pretty safe um, at that point. But it's just, you know, information is key. Like They need to know that the vote's going to come to them, so they really need to hope that someone's willing to share that, otherwise they could be stuck and just wasting their idols.
1: Right. Okay, I did have a, a thought on Wardog. He does seem... Wardog seems very obviously extremely strategic. He knows how the game works, but... Wardog's a is Wardog a terrible social player, Renee?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know if I would qualify him as terrible, but I do th- think your words frankly. I think <laughs> he thinks he's very good, whereas he's not. Like these, obviously, people seem to like him, right? Because he's still around. Um, but I don't know how long he would last if, like, Lesu got down. like, if Lesu had to go to a Final Four. Tribal between them, like he probably would be the one that would go.
1: God, I I would love to see him on Extinction Island with all the bozos there. I mean, there would be a lot of fireworks.
2: Oh yeah, um, um yeah, but I think so. he's good, and I think he brings up good scenarios. But like Wentworth said, like he does seem to kind of want to do his own way, and like doesn't really give a lot of uh, options to people. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so, Renee he's 100% correct because the content that he has is always usually 100% accurate. Usually his ideas are pretty spot on. It's just his delivery is way off. And he does, like, kind of fall in that Hansian in tr- like, tree some ways, like a branch, like, poking out. Uh, he just can't help himself. And I-, I do love that about the war dog. But, yeah, he- his bark is a little bit too loud at the moment. He's just, like, I don't know, <laughs> hide away in the kennel for a little bit and just, like, <laughs> yeah. watch what's going on. Uh, but I don't think that's his style. And, like, that's fair enough. Like, we've seen this brash kind of character come out in a- more recent Survivors, where they're definitely looking to cast this New Yorker boss guy around this age and I like it and I think it's it's adds a cool wrinkle to the game and um you know is he the greatest social player probably not but he's still done pretty well to get down to this final four of this original uh Manu tribe now the mm-hmm. Lasu tribe so that says that he does have game
1: right yeah we need it we need a healthy mix of a, aggressive abrasive people with like Game bots, so we can't just have we can't just have eighteen or twenty game bots in a a season. That'd be terrible.
2: Yeah, Um, I did find it uh, really funny when he was talking about how um, who they should vote out, and then he was like, "But I don't know, Lauren. She just all she talks about is making the merge and the merge feast, and like I don't know, why don't we just get rid of her? Because that's annoying." Yeah, Uh, I thought that was funny because that's probably true. I mean, imagine how annoying that must be. Someone's always talking about food. Oh
1: god! It's always somebody on a season of survivor. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kelly and Wardog aren't the best swimmers. Um, what do you think? Yeah, they're pretty pretty bad at all <laughs> challenges. What's going on? Are they just like emaciated and like just yeah, tired?
2: And I think that was rewatching it. I think that was the biggest thing I took away. Was like, man, these guys just must not have any energy left because, I mean, Wardog, he's like a fit dude you know and right. he's just like flailing and like we know Wentworth is like a beast in challenges for the most part but like them trying to like get that thing from under the water and they're just like mm-hmm. off you know flapping themselves back up like I can't it's just like <laughs> what the fuck is going I on s- here <laughs>
1: I saw people giving Kelly shit for holding her nose too when she's jumping <laughs> yeah. in the water I mean. yeah Maybe, maybe War Dog should spend less time doing curls at the gym in front of the mirror and maybe more time in the swimming pool, you know, doing, <laughs> doing some laps. <laughs> um, Ryan's like, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, <laughs> no comment. So Lauren had a good hero moment. You know, Lauren, Lauren's getting a good edit. She's got very, one minute she's crying, the next minute she's killing the challenges. So that's something to keep in mind, I think. Um, what do you think? So yeah, Ryan, what do you think about
3: Lauren so far in the game? Yeah, so I, I've been someone who likes Lauren. I don't know if it's biased because I made her my winner's pick preseason, but I I do think she's a pretty interesting player. The, the more recent stuff where she's been... Why are they showing her so emotional? I think that's the big question, because I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of people out there who are emotional and are struggling, but they're definitely highlighting her for a reason and trying to show this narrative of her being emotional. Um, she's got this connection with Kelly. She's obviously got this idol she's She's making the merge, so I do feel like whether it's just that she has a big moment where she plays her successfully or or whatever that is, I still feel like there's some kind of moment left in this game that they're trying to make us I don't know get behind her emotionally and and support her.
1: yeah, just setting this up. you know it might be it's might it's probably really beneficial for all of them to go to all these tribal councils early on, you know those less who four the former Manus, they're gonna they have so much experience going to tribal council. So come merge time, you know, people like Aurora and Julia and maybe Joe's gonna be a little rusty, you know, they're gonna be
3: like they're seasoned veterans at Tribal Council now. Do you think that holds any weight, Ryan? Yeah, I definitely feel like it does, I and I know this has been played to death, but the Survivor Samoa comparison with Far Far and Galoo, like, we did see it, and we have seen it throughout, that tribes that are united have forged that relationship of trust through tribal councils, and to be honest, that's the only really real way you can forge trust, so you can talk a big game, but unless you actually prove it with a vote, we don't really know where those numbers are going to lie, so they have proved that they are together, they are working together, and that original karma we just don't know where they are like i i think the edit showed us that they are a fractured group and i don't know if there is someone who feels like they're on the bottom of an eight-person alliance are they not going to try and make a move so i don't know if i'm joe and i'm looking at it and they i know they want me out why would i n- not do anything so go over work with a kelly i'm sure he's met kelly and and david at points uh through these seasons so i'm sure he has some understanding of who they are and some connection
1: yeah, Joe and Kelly's relationship is really interesting. I'd love to hear... I'd, I'd love to find out from Kelly at some point what's really gone on in her Survivor journey because there's a lot of question marks. And, like, yeah, did, did Joe and Kelly get along? Because they've had such a, such a history with each other, first on Cambodia, then they were on that Candy Crush show, and now this, so... <laughs>
3: Yeah, the, the uh, Candy Crush Hour would have been like a hugely impactful. Would they? Did they uh, do what was the other show they all did? Prices right? Were they on that? Yeah, as well? but Joe and Kelly each won fifty k. So okay, they, they I might never have watched it. So with I, each other. I, don't know. I've got I've never watched that show, but I'm, I'll take your word for it.
2: I no no, I didn't
3: watch it either. Trust me.
2: <laughs> um, I think okay, I remember well, um, Kelly talking about after Cambodia talking about Joe, and she just said that they had a very like odd relationship to where. Um, they kept talking about working together, but then wouldn't, you know, like he would refuse to work with her, but right. then like, he's the one that gave her the heads up that sh- like, they were going to vote her out in that one tribal council. Yep.
1: And she used her idol. Um,
2: and she used her idol. So like, she appreciated him for that. But like, still like, even after that, like he still was like unwilling to like do anything with her. Um, after that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, she seems like she liked him, but they just yeah had a really odd relationship and I don't know how that will translate come this merge. Yeah so
1: okay so now we're talking about this um I have jotted down who can't win this game. Now I'm gonna write the I'm gonna say this. So I don't think Kelly, Wardog, Wendy, Keith or Reem can win this game. Would you agree with that Ryan?
3: I'll say it again Kelly Wardog Wendy Keith and Reem I don't think Kelly's edit says that she can't win this game. I think, especially the last two episodes that we saw uh, Wednesday night, she was shown pretty prominently. I know going through and, like, taking some sound clips out, she was seen a lot. I haven't seen the numbers, but I, I do think she has a chance to win this game. I think it's an uphill battle uh, to- for her to win, but I don't think it's impossible. Mm. I think you have to add people in there like Aurora, who we've not seen right. at all yeah. since, like, the first episode. So I do feel like maybe even... a. Julie is someone who probably can't win this game. We've not seen ju- enough. You of mean her. Julia, Julia, or Julie? Who knows? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, let's call ju- let's call Julia Carter. Carter, <laughs> yeah,
4: well, uh, not Carter, ju- no,
1: not
3: <laughs> This is ju- the second Invisible Carter, right? Yeah, ju- Julia, Julia, uh, who we saw in this episode have a chat with Joe. Uh, like, Joe is acknowledging why she has strength in the game and why she could win. I think it would be doubtful, but I do think a lot of those people on that currents karma. I, I don't know how they win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate when people really get into the edit and
1: stuff like that. It's one of my biggest pet peeves of uh, Survivor fans.
3: But yeah, I guess if we are basing
1: it on the edit, it would be hard for Julia or Aurora to win just based off the lack of screen time. Uh, Renee, what do you think about all those people I mentioned about their lack of chance of, uh, their no chance at winning?
2: Um, I think I... Uh, let me see. I don't know if I agree with the Kelly or the Wardog thing, like... Do I think War Dog is going to win? No. But do I think he could win? Like I do think there's a chance that he could win. Um mm. he is a smart guy, so he could give a good convincing argument at tribal council. Right. Yeah. Um but uh I mean I agree like Wendy, Keith and Reem, like those three are like the jokers of the season. Like <laughs> those three are just uh Um, they were just cannon fodder, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm glad, I am glad for Extinction Island because I, Reem and Keith have been, like, the fucking highlight of that, (laughs) of that thing. Like, the whole Keith, like, trying to get the, the clue thing was hilarious, Mm -hmm. um, when he was trying to steal it from Chris, and, uh, Reem is just, like, a fucking crazy person. Like, her just yelling at people is, you know, hilarious, so...
1: yeah extension island has been gold you know for all those people who've always wanted like a pre-game ponderosa video for all the people who've been voted out this is it i mean yeah. this is this has is, been awesome um okay so i saw on the last challenge that uh last two came out in the the puzzle one the, the swimming down and unlocking the puzzle pieces that aurora was helping aubrey out trying to help out aubrey um eh, i don't know actually i don't really have a take on that okay moving <laughs> on um Let's see. It's classy exit by Aubrey. Yes. But yeah. So my, I was thinking. So if Aubrey gets voted out, they're not going to really reveal the vote count. But so if so Aubrey's gone. What, what does that tell everybody else? That um, would you be a little scared if you were say Aurora, Julia, Julie, and Ron, and and Joe? Because you saw that your former tribe mates potentially voted out, did vote out Aubrey instead of Wendy.
2: Wow. Um, I don't see it as that. I just see it as a return returnee thing. Like, yeah. I think that they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, they got rid of Aubrey over Wendy. Obviously, they don't want returnees here. Which mm-hmm. I don't think the other comma people like necessarily care about that, as except for Joe. Obviously, I think Joe probably was the only one that was like, "Oh fuck," right? Yeah. Well,
1: because it, yeah, it, it's just the return returnees are getting targeted. Yeah. Um. Ryan?
3: Well, if, yeah, I agree. If it had have been Gavin who had have been taken out, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, that would make you question. But the majority of those people are newbies. And I think as, as long as the newbies are kind of sticking together, which I think they, they are for the most part, I don't think it's as big a deal to them. Like, I, I think they'll kind of get it like, oh, Aubrey was already a target for us originally. Now we've taken her out. Good. We're to the merge and we'll just see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, War dog's terrible
1: at pitching. Okay, I don't really, everyone knows that now. Um, it's kind of funny, you know. It would it kind of probably sucked for Kelly's idol find. It's you know if they hadn't shown that Kelly scene, uh, kind of calling David, a, uh, acting like a, athletic, like a female, um, she would have had this like great moment on Twitter about Kelly finding the idol and stuff. But because of that whole David thing, you know, people weren't, re- weren't really that happy for Kelly finding the idol. So I guess, I don't know, it's it's a very, very interesting edit for Kelly this season. Renee, any, I mean, we talked about Kelly earlier, anything else about Um, her I will find?
2: No, I mean, I think the most surprising thing was that, well, the fact that they, I think they showed everyone trying to look for it, which was interesting. Like, in the first hour, they had a little segment with David where he was trying to find it because he thought he was on the outs, and I thought for sure he was going to, and then he didn't. And then War Dog, you know, they show him trying to do it. And then then they showed, like, War Dog standing next to, like, next to it. You know, they, like, showed it behind his shoulder on the tree. And I was like, <laughs> how the hell did he miss that? And then right. Kelly, like, grabbed it. Um, and I was like, okay, good for her, good for Kelly. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that... Um, Wentworth is just a three dimensional player, you know, like a three di- three dimensional personality. Like she's not this hero. Like everything she does is great. She's she's got a you know a mouth on her, and but I don't know. I still like her, and I think plenty of people still do as well. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Renee doing some kissing uh, ki- right now. But okay, <laughs> uh, Ryan. Okay, the next question is for you, Ryan. Yeah, Uh, so I have a question about this. So they went to a tie for the Lauren and Wendy vote. Was that to get out any idols or was that just to make sure that no one else was
3: getting voted out? That's a really good question. I, I do think that at that stage, that was maybe a strategy from that original Lesu tribe, who were trying to convince Wendy to flip her vote to make it a 4-3-1. So they tried to stick together there. I I just think that when they realized, the, that's the uh, Manu tribe, realized that it was just on Wendy, like, why are they saving Wendy? They don't care about saving Wendy. So they were more open to taking it out. It was just really good strategy by the Lassoo tribe. I do feel like the Lesotho tribe completely outplayed them. If they had have targeted Victoria, I think as Wentworth said originally, I think there would have been potential for a tie, but because they targeted the person who was the dead wood to them, it didn't really matter. Like, it would be great if she could make it to the merge with them, but it wasn't a big deal. They keep their original karma strong numbers strong. They head to the merge and they're going to be in a majority. So mm-hmm. it, was, like, it was a win-win, really, for everyone. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know, so knowing that we have these Joint tribal councils, do you think it, it benefits people to kind of like. You know, we saw it back in Redemption Island, uh, what was his name, Matt Elrod. Um, you know, he got in trouble and he got voted out initially because he was schmoozing with the other tribe. Do you yeah. think now that we have joint tribal councils from time to time that you might want to be like sending signals to the other tribes to kind of show that you're friendly, you're willing to like talk and stuff, that you might be like a good ally down the line, Renee?
2: Um,. I maybe but I don't I think it's hard when mm-hmm. you really don't have any contact like how can you um, determine someone based on like very little interaction at like um, at challenges you know what I'm saying yeah, um, yeah. maybe if it was like uh, remember that Millennials versus Gen X that like uh meeting thing or that powwow where they like chose a few people and they like ate Mm -hmm. together and got to know each other and stuff like maybe if they did that and then you know you could kind of at least you had a conversation with someone you could communicate with them on the other side yeah that way but otherwise i think it's i don't know i think it's dangerous
4: Mm
1: -hmm. you think the same thing
2: yeah i agree wait
1: hold on i I agree hold on one second i'm getting okay never mind
3: uh you you agree ryan yeah, I I agree. I I don't have much more to add on that. But I did want to just touch on um just something we just talked about just before um the Wentworth thing. For me, like just on Wentworth, just quickly, like this is the third idol she's found. I don't know. I'm not great with my Survivor history, but has another woman found three idols like that? Is that's got to be up there as if not the most, one of the most of all time. And I do feel like we're underappreciating her. I, me personally, I liked Wentworth in Second Chances as the underdog, but I actually like her more this season. I like her as the top dog. So uh. I don't, know, I don't know where people are, are falling on the, the Kelly of it all, but for me, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that she's fighting these idols and, and still playing pretty aggressively.
1: You, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, everyone always wants these aggressive players, these women who are, yeah, to get back into the whole Kelly thing, you know, everyone's like rah-rah Kelly, you know, love woman empowerment stuff. And the moment that she slips up just slightly, everyone just pounces on her. What the, how fucking stupid are people? <laughs> like, can we not give anyone like a break? You know, are we just canceling people out because they say one bad thing here and there on a fucking edited show? Um, And I totally agree, Ryan. You know, this is... We've gotten the most Kelly story this whole season in these first five episodes than in her other two uh, seasons combined. So, yeah, I agree that this is the best Kelly we're seeing. You know, everyone else is like, this is the worst Kelly. We're seeing the best Kelly, uh, Renee.
2: Uh, I mean, I agree. I love Kelly, but I think... um I think it's even better this season because she has made it in, like, a tribe that got decimated. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. she she should have been one of the first people out. Um, Definitely. Just because she's a returnee and she's aggressive and she, you know, finds stuff. And she didn't. Somehow she made it to, like, the final four of her original tribe. And she's made it to a merge. She has options now. And, you know, who knows how far she can go.
1: Yeah, and look at, you know, Aubrey was voted out. Joe is, a, Joe is a huge target right now. You know, people were saying, David David's playing a great game right now. Yeah. He's not the main threat. He he's, no, no one's really thinking about David. He, David is playing a great game.
2: Yeah, and um, I think he's not even being considered as a returnee right now, it seems. No, yeah, because he's
1: only played twice, apparently. It's only three times are the biggest show. And, you well, know, come, mer- David. Yeah, come merge time, it's going to be Joe. It's going to be Kelly. It's going to be Lauren, Wardog, and maybe Aurora. And then David. So David's, like, yeah. uh, got a good peck in order. Actually, so the, pe- the people who might be targeted first are the people coming back from Extinction Island.
2: Yeah. Um, I did want to say about that um, second vote how, um, I don't know, whatever, the Ka- the Kama tribe, or was that who they were? Or, or the, the Mana tribe, tribe, or whatever? Tribe. Original Miner. Or original they, they were that's talking about... Comma, now they, oh, were like, Lassou. Lassou, yeah, they were like... Yeah, they were like oh, why would a returnee go to Rocks? That's dumb. Like, why would you come back and do that? makes no sense, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, no. Like, as a returnee, like, you probably want to go to Rocks because you probably, like, you're back for a reason. And that's, you know, maybe it was because you didn't take a chance or you weren't aggressive enough or something. So I think you're more willing to go to Rocks if you're a returning player because you're like, fuck it. Like, Like, it's time, it's time, it's go time, you know? And I think that that was one of the uh, – I think David called their bluff at Tribal Council because I think he was like, yo, I've done a, a rock draw before and I'll do it again. you know. And I think he did it in such a way that they were like, oh, shit, I think this guy, he's right. you know. And so yeah. let's not risk anything right now. Let's just fucking get rid of Wendy.
1: Okay. So <laughs> if we're going to look at odds, you have – at that point, you have, if you're going to go to Rocks, you would have a one in six chance of going home. I mean, I would take that ch- yeah. those chances every single day.
2: Yeah, if it means, you know, having some sort of advantage going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
3: and especially when you consider, if you're a returnee and you're taken out by a Rock, the amount of support you would get online to have another go would be yeah. ridiculous. Jessica, Jessica Lewis still gets support for someone who... Love Jessica, lovely person. But it was <laughs> hardly the biggest play. It was hardly okay. the biggest play on her season. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like if you're if you're Kelly Wentworth being taken out by a rock, the groundswell for you to come back and play again at some point, it might be there anyway. But should get that second chance. You've got to take risk. They've already played once, twice, lost. Might as well just take a risk, roll the dice, pick a rock, see what happens. And and David already had played rocks before. That's why I found it so confusing that Victoria was so adamant that he wouldn't play rocks because he's played before like no he's he's already proven that he <laughs> yeah. wants to go to rocks like that's his game he's happy to do that roll the dice so yeah it was i think it was um, misconstrued logic
1: okay uh, a couple more thoughts and then we'll get into random thoughts um so do you, what do you think they oh, this is to ryan what do you think they thought the the meaning of the season edge of extinction meant
3: while in the yeah. game before they found out about extinction island so, we have only had, I think, that moment with Joe in episode one or two where he was talking to the guys and he was saying, like, what does this mean? And Under the stars, very philosophical. I I don't know. I don't know if they just think it's about the returnees. And if that is, it, it's pretty... It's not a great understanding of where Survivor is at currently, mm-hmm. um, but you might have some people who don't really aren't really big Survivor fans who might just think it's just to do with oh these players have made it to you know the edge of winning and, and haven't been able to do it, so uh, maybe this is it. But I do think it's really interesting just their reactions to the voteouts. Like I've, we've not seen anyone just go over the top like wow I'm still in the game. It does seem like. Maybe there is knowledge. I want to know from someone, is there knowledge? Because I think Aubrey might have posted on Twitter that the the beach that she was on, like where the Edge of Extinction is, is pretty much just like across the, the sea. So you can actually see like the other beach. And I wonder whether they could see the fire at night or there's some kind of mm. knowledge that it might actually be there. I think that's that's a big question that we don't have because we haven't had X interviews. And maybe that's partly why we don't have X interviews, whether they had knowledge of uh, this twist at all. Okay. Renee, what do you think
1: of... What do you, what are your thoughts, Renee? Do you think that they suspected something was going on?
2: I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day because, um, you know, I don't know what the process is with the vote-outs at Tribal Council, you know, like, because they walk down that path, right? And it's like, okay, when is this Extinction Island, like a uh, crossroads thing happening? Because I know that previously what they do is when they get voted out, they go down a little path and then they are go to that they give their final words, you know? Um, and then from there they go talk to someone, like a psychologist, just to make sure that they're like doing okay. And it's like, especially for Aubrey who's a returning player and has been voted out, it's like, did she do that as well? Like did she go through that process of giving final confessional words and then like seeing someone? Or is this Like, um, path with the Extinction Island thing, like, is that like close to tribal? Like, how far away is that? Because, like, can they hear these people talking, right? Like, yeah,
1: I okay, you brought up, I wanted to mention this, you know, I bet you there was somebody along the way that told them, like, keep your reaction, like, keep your voice down, like, don't reveal anything before they got to that crossroad,
4: yeah, yeah.
2: So, So, I don't know, I mean, I want to know from these people, like, Ryan said, like, what. What happened after they got voted out? Um, I mean, the the newbies probably have no clue because they haven't played before. But like with Aubrey, it's like, did she get to that place thinking something was weird or, or what? Ryan, any other further thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, no, I think I think we've covered that pretty well. But I just I am really fascinated to know was there a understanding of what they thought Edge of Extinction was, are they going to be shocked anyway? And it's, look, at the end of the day, it's a TV show. The, they might mm-hmm. film their reaction coming in twice and be like, be more enthusiastic. I know from an Australian right. Survivor perspective, that definitely happens. So, um, who knows how they'll react and, and see how this goes when they when they walk in. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of shocked faces and we'll be like, oh, wow, no idea. But maybe they know, who knows. <laughs> well, and, what do
4: they
1: film What do they film uh, numerous times on Survivor South
3: uh, Africa? Uh, uh, Australian Survivor, they definitely oh, refilm okay. things if things aren't, if you're not, reacting a certain way it's like nope mm-hmm. take two let's uh <laughs> let's uh, jo- jonathan lapali who's just very laconic just walks in yeah more more reactions more excitement more it's just it's very, i don't have uh, a, i don't have a problem with that, that no was really, I, I don't yeah. either it's a t- at the end of the day it's a tv show and exactly. we're watching a tv show as long as the fundamental mechanics are fine where we win challenges that's fair people are uh, voted out fairly idols aren't planted i'm okay
2: with the show doing mm-hmm. other stuff I, um, yeah, I I just remember when uh, Redemption Island was coming out, um, because I don't know if people remember this. Pre Redemption Island people hated the outcast twist in Pro Islands. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still do, but I liked it. But I remember prop saying in an interview, um, yeah. I really like Redemption Island because we're being fair. We're telling the contestants beforehand that, you know, if you vote these people out, like, they could, there is a chance to come back. So you got to, like, watch what you're doing and saying. And then he was like, so we're always going to do this from now on. Like, outcast twist, that was unfair because we didn't tell them. They had no clue. And then okay, so then they do Redemption Island a few times, and now they're basically doing the Outcast twist, which is hilarious. How it's like, remember when I said that thing? Like, I hope you forgot because we're just going back to doing that thing where we don't tell you. Well, yeah, I, I love it though because
1: you have all this animosity from like Wendy, Keith, and Reem, yeah, and maybe and Chris too. And yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it, it really builds up with like, animosity and the aggressiveness and like the hate that's within the game so like come merge time it's gonna be fun it's on like everything before merge I-, I consider kind of preseason especially this game you know um so I- i'm really excited for the merge um okay so let's wrap up i do wonder two-
2: if uh they're gonna tell them going forward you know once they merge like that extinction Island is still a thing i must you know that'd be interesting oh
1: mm-hmm. like this that's is the big, one chance yeah, yeah. Good question interesting because um, okay.
2: they could just be like okay they're going home and then it's like mm-hmm. just is kidding one <laughs> chance to get back in the game yeah you know. but then really okay. not
1: you know it seemed like Wendy was happy to get voted out and that, that pissed me off <laughs> you know seriously you should like I mean I know she's relieved at that point you know like oh I get to eat food and eat cheeseburger which has meat in it um, but
3: you know Ryan do you what do you think about Wendy being so happy to get voted out <sighs> I know as someone who loves Survivor and I know probably the three of us have dreamed on being on one of these shows, uh, to watch someone go out there and not effectively play. I, I personally like Wendy. I think she's an interesting character. I, 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 As a TV character, she's fine, but the longer she's been on the show, the more grating she's become for me, and that last episode, I was happy to see the end of her, because she's not playing. I don't want people out there who aren't willing to play Survivor. That's the whole point of the game. Whether you're a good player or a bad player, at least play. People who don't play at all, I don't want you on my TV. So, Mm, uh, I was happy that she was gone. The cheeseburger thing, like, at the time, she wasn't a vegetarian. Uh, I believe she's now a vegetarian, so... I'll give her a pass on that, but yeah, it's we've seen a lot of people recently love chickens, and it's a bit mm. it's a bit interesting.
1: Well, so Ryan, as the only sane Survivor Australian fan that I know, I hope you get on, and you're, you're the only Australian that I know that has, has a viable chance of getting it on. So um. uh,
3: but I definitely do not have a viable chance. I will put that on the on the record, um, having been through the process. I know, uh, Renee, I think you've been. I think I remember you saying you went through the process for BB. Is that correct? At one stage, uh, at
2: one stage, yes
3: yeah same back. same with me with australian survivor back in the second season um they have definitely uh stepped my cards for now i'm waiting for the person who currently is deciding to move on get a new job so uh I'll, i think i'll be like the Troy Zen, apply for like 11 years and hope for the best <laughs> there'll be like no more australians left and they'll be like oh, all right this guy can come on Let's.
1: All all
2: right time for ryan brink you know
3: yeah uh, <laughs> of renee thoughts on
1: wendy being happy to get voted up
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with both of you. Um, I think that um, Survivor just isn't made for people. For some people, I should say, some people are not made for Survivor. And I think Wendy is a classic example of, you know, that. I think she was a fan going in, but, I mean, she just didn't seem to have any game plan. And um, I think, honestly, she was relieved that she didn't have to... Like, I think things were too complicated for her, right? So I think when she got voted out, she was like, okay, like, I don't have to deal with all this strategy stuff anymore. And that's good. Um, so how surprised were you that, you that she sucks. ended up going to the
3: Edge of extension? Because I was shocked a little bit yeah. that she ended up going. Because I agree with you, Renee. I think she was kind of relieved, like, oh, thank God, like, this is over. Like, I can take that off my bucket list this it's <laughs> done. But yeah. then she's like, oh, I'll just go here, I guess. Keep the journey going. I, I do wonder whether she'll have, like, a moment. And she's lucky because they're going to go to the challenge very shortly and she doesn't have to be there for that long before whatever happens. Yeah. But if she had been there in the ring position, like, I think she would have potentially pulled the flag.
1: Okay. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on the, the two, those two episodes
2: and then on, on the season too? Um, I, I'm, you know, I was going low on the season, but now I'm kind of, I'm cresting up. So I think that, uh, I'm excited to see what happens this week. I do hope that there are a few weeks here where, you know, maybe there's some chaos and some strategy and, you know, I'm hopeful.
1: Okay. All right, that'll wrap up the Survivor, uh, the episode portion of this. Let's get to the after show, the, the main, the, the main the best part of the Known Trolls Uh-oh. podcast. Okay, um, let's do a quick friend, friend or foe. Um, my, a, <laughs> uh, let's all bring someone to the table, who Uh-oh. a friend or foe. Um, let's go, my friend or foe this week is War Dog. Um... He's a foe. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, he he seems like uh, he's taking up the... He's cresting up, like you would say, Rene, as a a friend of the podcast, which is good. Um, At least he's listening. Yeah, he's he's dogging on us, saying that we released our podcast a little too late. But yeah, that's all good. Rene,
2: is uh, War Dog a friend or a foe? Um, Let me see. I don't know. He's kind of a foe with me. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. but, um, But I think... Uh, here, I'm hoping that you know that we can be friends going forward. I think we can settle our differences and, and go forward as friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he is, um, besides Becca Devins, he's the best player um, on Twitter this season. Best
1: social media. Yeah, yeah.
2: best social media. So, uh, uh, friend for okay. War Dog.
1: Ryan Brake, are you a friend or a foe of War Dog? Or I is think he that a-
2: I'm a.
3: F- no no I think I'm a friend he definitely listens he listens to every podcast so I, I like that we have a player this season who is literally listening to he's he's going to iTunes and like scrolling right down the bottom of the list past Fairplace Podcast like right to the bottom <laughs> He's he's finding he's like listening to absolutely everything so I kind of like that because I think that's how I would be if I ever played so um, yeah, yeah it, pros, cons like they're all there uh, I'm sure some weeks he disagrees with stuff that we all say but I think at the end of the day you, he's the kind of guy you'd go have a beer with after the season will be fine like it's not a big deal
1: okay um renee who is your friend or foe candidate this
2: week um god i don't even know because like i had a really really um stressful hard week at work so i wasn't okay. on social media a lot this week um so i didn't really get a lot of interaction i will say like t-dub for um he's a foe this week for (laughs) digging up for like 10 times for uh digging up an old picture of mine (laughs)
1: Uh, 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 (laughs) i i retweeted that first that's (laughs) all the credit to me all
2: right all right well he he put it he put it out there prominently i guess okay fair enough um, can we get some
3: backstory on this photo i did see that the orange hair what what was going through your mind at the time renee
2: um okay so this was back in god this is nearly fucking 10 years ago but I was a big Conan O'Brien fan, um, and yeah. as you know, he um, he kind of got screwed with this whole Tonight Show thing. So where yeah. he was like the host of the Tonight Show, and then Jay Leno kind of wanted it back. So then NBC kind of forced Conan out, and uh, so then he, he he you know he left the show, and then he went on this tour um, where he was it was like a tour throughout the country, and I got tickets, um, and it was great, and so that week, you know, um, a buddy of mine was gonna go with me. We were gonna have this good old time. And I was like, what should I do? I need to do something special for, for that. And so I was working a job that like, I kind of hated and, uh, nothing was going to come of it. So I was like, I'm going to dye my hair orange and, you know, in honor of Conan, right. Cause he's a, he's a ginger. So yeah. I, um, I, di- I, you know, my hair's dark, so I had to bleach it. And then I had to, uh, and then I had to color it orange. And, um, and that, so the, the show was on a Wednesday and I think I did that on a Sunday. So I think that was pretty good. Cause like a couple weeks later, the orange had kind of gone out of the hair already. Yeah. But, uh, so I did that and I like styled it like that. And then I was at the, we were waiting to get in to the show, to the theater. And we saw Labamba, who's Conan's, he's like in Conan's band and he's, Ben featured prominently on the show so like I saw him standing outside and I was like oh my god that's Labamba!" like let's go take a picture with him so we went out there and uh, he was very nice and he like gave us a picture right away and I don't know why I fucking sent that to Elho like <laughs> six years ago now like <laughs> but I guess I did uh-huh. and I forgot it was even on Twitter
1: okay Ryan who's uh Who's your friend, friend or, or foe?
3: foe. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I was trying to think who can be my friend or foe um, from people that we know. I'm going to say Patty Quaif. Uh, oh, <laughs>
4: <see>? <laughs>
3: I, it should I, be good. Okay. Patty. I see. I okay, wait, seemed, do you call, it, uh, you call him Patty Quaif? I <laughs> uh, Patrick Quaif. Is uh, that his I like, name? I like Paddy. I like Quaife, though. I like Patty Quaif. It's more. It's more Aussie. Uh, okay. I just i i i like him. We mm-hmm. just seem to get into clashes. small little clashes uh, somewhat regularly. So I'm going to say he's a. Friend friend who okay. who has a foe tendency but um uh, yeah i i like him he's good but we sometimes i think the latest one was about victoria about oh yeah, god knows right. oh frick who knows i don't so know st- twitter stupid, is just yeah. so stupid um i think he came in and was defending victoria i was like i'm not even okay. bashing victoria i don't care but yeah um yeah he, friend for now but okay. he's on my watch list
1: <laughs> okay yeah uh, patrick's definitely a foe fuck that guy uh, <laughs> no uh so it took me a long time to get um to warm up the pat. You know, he was definitely a foe to me for a bit too. I know he was a foe to T-Dub as well. Renee, were you a foe with Pat initially as well?
2: Um maybe. I mean, not nearly as contentious as you guys were, but uh, Okay. Yeah, I think he like blocked us or yeah. Yeah, he was he's was kind of weirdo. Him, yeah. mm-hmm. But I think he's uh mellowed he's- out cuz I think he was very um he was part of the canceled culture on Twitter, and I think mm-hmm. he kind of still is in a way in certain definitely. instances. But I think he's definitely mellowed out and seen that like a lot of it is just absurdity. Yeah,
1: uh, he's definitely a friend. Um, he's definitely one of the people I know who does the most, you know, like charity wise. Like he's a really good person. Uh, Pat, he definitely, you know, he's he's definitely mellowed out a lot with like the social justice warrior shit on twitter i mean that's his like cause that's his cup of tea and stuff which <laughs> which i know i mean it, we need that yeah we do need that um so yeah uh, yeah i definitely can understand he's like, a little rough around the edges sometimes but overall he's a he's a good he's a good chap he's a good mate. yeah um okay i'm just gonna say uh we're gonna do i'm combining two things right now we're doing friend or foe with this guy and then we're also doing Whose ass is Adam Ritter kissing this week? We're going to combine those two. Um, okay, so
4: um,
1: we've been very critical about Adam Ritter in the past. Yeah. I haven't really said anything to him or, or had any kind of connection with him <laughs> in like six months. So, my whole thing with Adam Ritter is this um, he's just like, there's a lot of like fake accounts. He just, Adam's not an authentic person. He wants to speak his mind, but because He's got followers on Twitter that he values he doesn't want to ruin those relationships so he goes to fake accounts and to voice his opinions And it's, it's silly silly nonsense um, and it's just like really manipulative weird shit and I'll, I've, I told this I've said this before if Adam Rita wants to acknowledge everything that he's done and come clean about everything we could have a fresh start and that's it Uh, I'm not going to trash him anymore. I've stopped really kind of going in on him on Twitter and on this podcast just because I I don't... At the end of the day, you know, get rid of all the shtick and stuff. Like, you know, I I care about, like, everybody. You know, I don't want to see negative and bad things happen to people. And, you know, I've been, you know, basically so, like, just fess up, come clean, be on that authentic, good person, and that'll be it. Renee, thoughts on uh, Rita, I guess? (laughs)
2: Um see, unlike Wes, I've met Adam a few times um and I've spent some time with him. I've heard a
1: lot of good things about him in person, but I've all, i heard some negative things yeah, too. So, and know. he
2: he he's a he's a good guy, you know, in person, having drinks with him and everything. But he on Twitter, he's like this different personality where like mm-hmm. you said, he's He's trying to get the attention of people on these reality shows, which is I think just bizarre. Um right. he's and, trying to
1: accumulate friends and stuff.
2: Yeah. Tactics. And I don't yeah. want to like he's an adult and adults can do what they want to do, right? I just I don't understand it personally. And I think that um Adam just he needed to do a little bit of growing up. Um and you know, but I do want the best for him, but I mean, I agree with you that he does all that fake account shit, which is really weird um I like he has found a job and he's moved out, so I think he's gonna be living on his own, and he's you know got this new job and I think that's a good thing because I think wherever Adam was in his life before, like he was stuck in this weird like like uh immature rut where he was just kind of valuing things that he necessarily shouldn't be. Um, I think now that he's going to be living alone and he's got this career going, like, that's a really good thing for him. And um, I've just been, you Aussies in your weird time zones. (laughs) Like, I think I've been keeping in touch with him and it's just hard because, you know, I'm working and then he messages at, like, some weird-ass time for me and it's just hard to keep in touch. So, Um, But I do like Adam and I want to, you know, make things good again. But I think he's been less on Twitter, so I think the job has been good yeah, for him because he, right, yeah. he just hasn't been on a long.
1: Yeah, it, just, it was like some like psychopathic behavior, and it was like, really kind of childish and immature, and I think he just needed to grow up and stuff. So if he wants to fess up and like come clean about everything, we're more than welcome to have him on, where he can... You know, we had Alex Kidwell on last week, or two weeks ago, and he came clean. Like, it's not that he came clean, it's that he talked about like the issues that he was having. If Alex can do that, you know, A- Adam Renner can do it too. Hello. Okay, Ryan, thoughts on all that?
3: Yeah, well obviously I need to come in and, and talk about it. so I told Adam that uh I was gonna be on the podcast uh soon. Uh-oh. So what? this no no and he was I like he, to be honest, he was okay with me coming on and I just said, look, I'll just be honest with my opinions and like I've asked him about the the fake accounts and to me he has said that he hasn't. Whether I whether I one hundred percent believe that, like I think the, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle to be a hundred percent. I think Something you did say there about the maturing aspect, and even when we're talking about Paddy Quaif and we're talking about where we all were maybe as a as a circle of people at one stage on Twitter and growing and developing, I think we all just take time to to grow. And I agree. I, I think Adam has definitely. It's a big thing because you're a part of this community, and we love it so much. And we were all like originally part of probably like RHP, and we've kind of like branched off and doing our own things a little bit, and. The whole, I think, the whole survivor community has grown like quite large, and I think for Adam, especially within like an Australian context, he has got some more notoriety now. People do know who he is, and he did grow a following, and and especially within the Australian context, doing the podcast with me um, more regularly that has bumped his profile up, and he's able to get invited to things like finales. and, and For him, I think that probably did feed his ego a little bit. Like, look at me, I'm going to these events, I'm doing these things and it became maybe too much of an important thing in his life where like for me, I've always had work. I've always had other stuff going on and for you guys as well, like survivor's is a cool little niche thing, hobby on the side, but it hasn't become life. And I think when you, maybe when you don't have a lot of extra stuff going on in your life, like it can become quite consuming and it does become like everything that you want it to be. And I do, I do think he's in a, in a much better space. I know, Talking to him during that time, like when stuff was getting pretty uh real with some of the the Wandoff crap. I don't even know. I fuck, I don't know. But (laughs) I know I do know it impacted him like significantly and he was pretty he was struggling with it. I think we all have had our struggles. And I I'd listened to Kidwell's podcast, um, two weeks ago. it was great it was probably the best oh, moment of the podcasters had because it was it was he was, he was just raw and honest yeah and i i think i connected with kid will as well as like i get it like we've all had these times where we've made huge mistakes we've all had our personal mental demons as well that we go through or still go through i think that's something that that adam has faced over the time and i i think he's on a, a better track now that he's moved to sydney he's got a job hopefully like things will start to to mellow out and and survival will be where it should be just as a hobby not as a whole consuming life like it's mm. not reality tv isn't that you're not even for even if you play survivor you can't let it become everything and i think some right. fans let it go a little too far
1: oh they definitely do
3: and yeah you know we're all humans we all make
1: mistakes and we just i think the problem that i i had and a lot of other people had was just him not being authentic him lying it was like non-stop lies for him and i think it was just maybe he was in a really bad space but yeah. it was just like it was a consistent behavior over time and like like i've i'm trying to trim the people out of my life who are kind of like bad influences or just like like bad people like uh quotation marks but yeah um yeah, but pretty much just, like, grow up, you know, that's it, it's, you know, and you're like, you know, Re- Renee had, was awful on Twitter and, like, in his whole life for a long time, <laughs> no, but it's just, like, we all go through, like, it, we do go through yeah. spells and stuff, but it's just, like, it's a time to grow up and time to, like, mature into the person that you're supposed to be, pretty much.
3: Yeah, Re- I agree.
2: Renee, any closing thoughts on this? Um, no. No. <laughs> well he I agree he, with you guys he
1: should be he should be held accountable too well, like he's, I, I a lot of
2: denial a lot of lies the one thing i would say is like there's undeniable proof of what he did um i really wish i don't know he has a problem with admitting that he did something wrong right. and in the end it's like i don't think any of us care like just say that you fucked up and
1: the lying is the
2: worst. Yeah, just it doesn't it, matter you know, like and we've right. all been through that like we've all done something like stupid as hell and it's like just yeah. own up to it, you know? Like yeah, I've done plenty of things at work where uh you know, I fuck something up and it's like, "Oh fuck." you know, mm-hmm. and like you say like, "Well, maybe I'll just blame it on like this person <laughs> or a computer or something." <laughs> right. But you're like, "Who cares?" you know, you just tell them like, "Hey, sorry, that was my bad." And it's like they don't care like as long as you know, they just want to know what happened, and we move forward. So, like, right. I don't know why he has this aversion to, like, I swear it wasn't me, you know? It's because it's, it's a pride...
1: Wait, is there an echo? It's because it's a pride and status thing, is what it comes down to. If he feels like he admits to something, then he'll be viewed as a lesser lesser person to all his, like, the followers that he really values.
3: Okay. But, but I, think, I think with that, quickly, Wes, as well, like, I think you're looking for this like i don't know admission of guilt like just come out and tell us but but i think he's already faced like the the jury i think people have already made their judgments up on who he is and he's lost people who he values in his life like their followed. like he's lost them like i think that impacted him pretty significantly so um like these things have already kind of taken effect and and are playing out the way they are
1: yeah well I I mean the thing so Renee did there's undeniable proof that Adam to this stuff and you know so I obviously it's like kind of a touchy subject but and so we can kind of move on but the thing is this it's just like you know be your best person, be authentic, be respectful it's, and that's all I think that's all that we all, all of us yeah. it's all yeah exactly and like you know we've all done exactly we've all done things that we've regretted uh, but just like you know put the best foot put the best foot forward, you know be a respectful person and that's pretty much it. Renee, did you? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay, Um, let's see. Is there anything holding over? Did you guys have any other thoughts that you wanted to get out? I want to give this an opportunity for you guys.
2: Uh, I have a couple questions for Ryan. Um, Yeah, go. Well, first of all, we didn't talk about how you kind of came into this community or how much much time. How much time
1: do you have, Renee?
3: I
2: have a little bit of time.
1: Okay, Ryan, what about you?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is great. Yeah,
1: thank you, Renee. Yeah, so. So, Renee, why don't you get started?
2: Me? What, Ryan? Well, well yeah, ask him oh. the question. I yeah, just, yeah. what's, you know, what's your kind of history with the show and, like, what with made Selena, you want to start, yeah. like, podcasting and stuff and being in Australia yeah. and all that goodness? Yeah, yeah.
3: so... so uh, oh God, where do I start? So, like most people, I watched on my family. I was like twelve or thirteen. I was watching the first few seasons, uh, just with my family. And they aired. And then, they aired out there. They aired. They, they, they okay. aired a little bit delayed, delayed like, like maybe like three months, months delayed. But we got them on and Nine in Australia. Um, and then they instead of my cases, they ended up showing an Australian version of Survivor, which was shit. ass. It was filmed in my in my states. It was really bad. Um, the first challenge they had to end because, because of. Win. Win wind like it was pretty horrible like it was not a good survivor and then survivor kind of went uh to like a different time like really late and i was like 14 at that stage i was going to bed early so mainly i watched big brother at that stage but um around my senior year i started staying up late and i was watching like survivor palau and and things like that so i was reconnecting with survivor but i probably really didn't reconnect with survivor until I don't know. Like, I was watching Survivor, but I don't think I became like a super fan of Survivor until like One World, maybe, maybe. Because, because that great time, season. I started. Yeah. Great season to go because that's that's <laughs> the season I started to listen to podcasts and I found Rob and Survivor Oz at the time as well and uh, started like looking at that kind of stuff and uh yeah then I I uh, joined Survivor Rollers for like a very brief period of time um did some uh podcasting and blogging and then I just started my own thing I was like uh, I just do my own thing and then Australian Survivor was announced mm. and kind of just run from there where Started podcasting about Australian Survivor, and um, yeah, just have kept podcasting since. So you kind of glanced through that. Quite you quite kind
1: of history. just like really skipped through that Survivor. Uh, yeah, Oz yeah. Period. <laughs>
3: yeah that's, that's a really that's a tiny <laughs> subject. Um, Let's just say me leaving was not uh, seen positively by by Ben Waterworth at the time, and I haven't really talked about it too much. But I I think oh god, he was going through some stuff uh personally at the time survivor oz was kind of falling apart i think as people had seen after the worlds apart crap where there were some comments made i wasn't on that podcast i wasn't involved at the time with the the show at that stage um it was kind of declining and i had started a podcast before i joined survivor oz and i was just uh, i think i was chatting i think my first season of podcasting was cambodia uh so i was talking about oh was it cambodia yeah i think it was cambodia uh so i was talking about cambodia uh with a friend called jess and um yeah then i started doing a couple of survivor oz things and a couple of podcasts but yeah i just decided to do my own thing and uh then survivor oz blew up um partly because of me apparently so uh you can i can add that to my uh my list of achievements of uh ending survivor oz apparently so endings so a, a the, the, does that podcast no longer air the Survivor Oz podcast. No, I think they've rebranded as the Oz Network, but I don't think they sh- do Survivor stuff anymore. I think okay. they just do like Lost recaps and stuff like that. So, lost, yeah. recaps? Lost, lost recaps. Lost recap. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't like, <laughs> a whole different okay. barrel of <laughs> is, issues, but. but- yeah, so that's kind of how I fell into Survivor and, and got more into it. But then I, I think I joined RHAP uh, in the Philippines. Philippines is, I think, my favorite season. I love the Survivor Philippines. Philippines is a great and season, yeah. It's so, it's so good. I started to get involved in um, Rob's group and, and saw people, but I kind of always was more like an observer than a actual like participant even on twitter like i really wasn't active until around 2016 um and i was like i think i like followed and then unfollowed people and i had no fucking idea how to use Twitter, Twitter. um and was like and then i think you guys called me i was like what the fuck are you guys what what the fuck are you doing i'm like i "I have no no idea (laughs) sorry um yeah but i think i've got better at my twitter etiquette since and uh yeah getting getting better as we go
1: yeah, I think we're all we all learn like you know over time. Okay, so Ryan, you podcast about Survivor U.S., Australia, New Zealand, and S- South Africa.
3: I I did I did <sighs> so I so it was a lot of podcasting, um, but. So, I took some time off uh, last year. My mum was sick. She passed away, and I- Oh, sorry um, to hear that. No, that's okay. And um, I I took some time off, so I had a lot of free time last year to do all of that, but now I have no free time. So, Uh, I'm back to full-time work this year. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be able to podcast all of that, but it's been great to- cover international survivors because it's been easy to gain access to that stuff so u.s survivor yeah. is so hard to to gain access proper access so i have been able to um get exit interviews since uh hero is healer's hustlers which has been great for u.s survivor um but that was because i had access for survivor new zealand and australian survivor and uh not Survivor south africa because that's new but that stuff kind of like allowed me to to go to CBS and they were like, okay, let's give you a shot and uh, add me to like, I'm literally, I think I was like last season, I was literally the last person on their roll call, but <laughs> like, I'll take it. Like, you want to fit me in last? I'm happy to be fit in last. So it was okay. So you, okay, so you did the accident interviews for Triple H how was that was was that nerve-wracking or like um so by that stage I'd already done exit interviews for Australian survivor and I, I'd done like deep dives for every Australian survivor by that stage like every all 24 players nice. and wow. uh, new survivor New Zealand so I in terms of podcasting I think I've done close to 400 podcasts by wow like, Jesus. by now so I I don't find exit interviews that nerve-wracking to to be completely honest because it's just a person like I, the way I look right. at it is that the difference between the three of us and someone on a reality television show is that one casting producer or a team of casting producers have said, okay, this person probably has a character flaw that is more interesting for TV than you have. And that is it. Like, let's be honest, a lot of the reason people get picked on reality TV shows is because they're fucking insane or
4: they've got something (laughs) Uh wrong with them.
3: Like, Like, that that is the the reason reason they're put on on these shows or they look like Joe. And uh, unfortunately, I don't tick any of those boxes. So, uh, it's... It's, it's one of those things I don't really uh get too nervous chatting to them I think the most nervous I got was uh chatting to um to to Dominic and I really loved Dominic and then that podcast like cut out so I didn't even get to record it so oh shit. Uh, that was the only one where I've really been nervous but the rest have been pretty good to be to be to be fair so
1: pretty much you just You just had, like, a Google Hangout or a Skype call with (laughs) him for two hours.
4: (laughs) Yes.
3: And, like, the the US Exit Press, I don't know how you guys know how it works, but... So, Rob gets, like, a good 15-minute block. The rest of us schlebs get, like, a 10-minute block at at, at, at most. And it's... By the time you actually start, hey, like talk about your exits and uh oh this was something interesting that happened like no one no one cares Mm -hmm. like it's it's most people listen to rob's uh exit interview if they get desperate they'll listen to something else but uh, most of them will just read and and people do download them and listen to them but it's not anything astronomical okay um who's who's your favorite survivor player that you've interviewed so far
1: Favorite survivor what, what, so, US fa- survivor yeah US survivor that's the only one that counts
3: uh, <laughs> yeah <that's all. laughs> yeah, no. yeah yeah no no I get it uh, so I, I uh, interviewed Richard Hatch so that was pretty, oh, wow. okay, that was pretty great um, that was very very early on uh, I bid on what, one of those charity calls it was like 2015 I think it was when I started the podcast I was like uh, alright I'll like pay 40 bucks to chat to Hatch and uh, yeah we tried for like an hour and a half it was great so did you, re- you record
1: was- okay so that you were just just chatting you didn't record yeah, it, right?
3: I, no no I recorded it and I, I published it and it was okay. it's, a, it's a really horrible podcast people can find it if they really <laughs> scroll down uh, it's like the bottom of my podcast feed but it's it's pretty shit but it was good at the time we were talking about uh, I think it was around the time that you guys had just uh, had had your gay rights go through, which is really like interesting at the time because Australia was at a moment where we were talking about doing it, but we hadn't legalized it at that stage. So yeah, it was actually, we talked about Survivor, but also just like other stuff, which was cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
3: and who was, so that was your favorite person. Your, what's your best interview so far? What do you think that you really- yeah, the best. Be- the best interview I've done is Australian Survivor. It's it's with AK from Australian Survivor. We okay. podcast we podcast probably for close to like six and a half hours, but the podcast Jesus. was five hours. Um, he lives down the road from me. We became friends. We met in the casting process and uh, hung out before he left. Um, hung out after he left. And have become actual like genuinely good friends, and that was a really good podcast. And it's one that people still, when we go to events, people will, like will come up and talk about that podcast. So that's that's one that has like stood the test of time. Okay,
2: Renee, did you have to have anything to chime in? About- yeah, I mean, I wanted to. So Wes is a is a foreign Survivor hater, but I wanted to chat with about with Ryan about some of these seasons. Um, yeah, so I tried watching the what was that the revival of australian survivor the, that first season um i think it was like summer of 2016 or so 2016 yeah um, that's
3: the one with nick Danzo, yeah. and all that in and it.
2: so i watched it up until like they got to the merge but like it was just so many episodes that like yeah. you know i fell off the map and then was
1: this the 75 um, day season
2: yeah, fifty five minutes. But it's pretty <laughs> and then ago. um so then I watched um I watched the New Zealand and South Africa seasons last year. Both were great. Yeah. Um I'm re- really looking forward to the South Africa, the one the new one that they just finished filming. Yeah, they just um, finished
3: filming
2: it. And again, I recommend to you guys listening, like watch those two seasons. They're really good. Really good Survivor. But um Ryan, can you provide us a link?
1: Uh, is there links online to watch yeah, the full there's,
3: seasons? Yeah, there's there's links ev- everywhere. If you're part of RHAP, there's easy links in there. But if you're not, there are there are some links online which I can uh, yeah. there's there's like, some fa- th-
2: I can dig them up? There's too. some Facebook.
3: There's some Facebook groups that are like reality backstabbers or reality bites or whatever they're called. They've got huge links in there, so just check those out. But I'm happy to provide. If anyone wants to DM me, let me know. But I, I if I was to rank them. Um, it's interesting you say New Zealand. Did you see the very first New Zealand though, Renee? I did not. That was, I did not. I heard that, that season that was, was not slow. Good. Yeah, that wasn't slow. But yeah. the the second one they did last year was really good. Survivor yeah. South Africa last year was arguably one of the best seasons of Survivor of all time, and yeah. that's that includes US Survivor. It was phenomenal. Well,
1: yeah. Was there a theme? To that, was there a theme to that season
3: or? Uh, all right. The fame the was Survivor. So yeah, I think I, the thing which, which was is, that that's what
2: made it great, right? Um, South yeah. Africa, like they had stopped doing it for a few years, and it, yeah. and, and it was weird, like because I went back and like looked, and a lot of their seasons were like twenty days or twenty five days or something weird like that, and so basically yeah. they, I think they stole a producer from the U.S. Survivor, and they just made basically a south african version of u.s survivor you know yeah. so like a lot of the challenges were similar they were in the philippines so that was a, a nice location and um they did um essentially the things that played out in the u.s survivor they i think there were two tribes and then they went into three um yeah the one that of those. Right. and but the casting was really good and i think I'm trying to remember, I think maybe some of the other earlier seasons of South Africa Survivor were not in English. I think a main uh, language in South Africa is Afrikaners, which is kind of like a Dutch language. Um, And so I think one of the prerequisites for this, that season was everybody had to speak English. Um, And so it was, you know, good for obviously everyone who speaks English to watch because I wouldn't have been able to understand. I don't know if I would be willing to watch a like a uh, survivor in like subtitled, you know, no. like a French survivor or something no, that's that subtitled. That, um but so it was it was really good and I'm looking forward to this one. It had a really good cast. A lot of the players had, you know, watched and uh US Survivor and knew of RHAP and stuff like that. So I highly recommend it. Um but I will say so Having seen the New Zealand and South Africa survivors, like, what is it about the Australian survivor that they have not done that? Like, they've still stuck to this, like, weird, odd, like, yeah. 24 players and, like, longer days and stuff like that. Like, what do you think that yeah. is, Ryan? Like, do you know
3: why that's it, the case? It, it's purely TV. It's just because the network has a certain schedule to fill, and Australian TV is really pretty fucked. Like, they just. They have all these reality shows, and they—what um, do they call it? Uh, effectively, they just make multiple episodes of that show, and they spread it out over a week. So normally, most Australian shows, like they'll have one elimination on a on a Sunday, and then show like three episodes during the week of whatever show it is. So at least with Australian Survivor, they're showing eliminations every episode, but it's purely to fit it in the TV schedule. They say they can't economically make it if they don't have the extra episodes. I. I don't know, I'm not I don't work at the network so I can't say that it's not true but if all these other networks can I was hoping once CBS took over because CBS actually purchased the the network in Australia that makes Survivor in Australia I was hoping they would refine it they did a little bit last season where they went to 50 days and i think they reduced two episodes but at the moment it's still like super long it's it's hard to get through if you're not watching it religiously
1: so i guess so basically what you're saying so they have like three episodes during the week and then the vote outs on sunday
3: the, in most of the shows in Australia, so not Survivor. Survivor, like Australian Survivor, is it's they'll show normally two episodes a week, sometimes three, sometimes four, um, usually two. <laughs> but it's it's like it's a standalone Survivor episode, so you'll get your um, your challenge, reward challenge, immunity challenge, and tribal council all in one episode. But the episode goes for like ninety minutes, so it's it's lot. It's yeah. not the forty two minutes that Survivor is.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think both the South African and New Zealand Survivors were like 90-minute episodes. So without commercials, they were like close to an hour, like maybe just over an hour. Yeah. And so yeah. I think the the benefit of it was that you really did get to know all the players. Like each player was kind of edited equally. Um, and there were storylines for everyone. And you didn't get too bored either, you know. Like I think two-hour Survivor, two-hour episode Survivor is boring can be boring but i think 90 minutes is yeah. like that sweet spot where like if every week was 90 minutes you would get it would be so good yeah
1: so yeah i was gonna say so with that many episodes that many hours per week without in between votes you get a lot of island life you get a lot of strategy talk too which is great
2: yeah um and um and The one thing that Australian Survivor did this last year, even though I didn't watch it, was I did like that they brought Russell Hans back. Um, (laughs) I would like to see more of these players on, like, foreign Survivors. I don't know if they can do that, like, visa-wise or legally or whatever. I mean, I don't know how they got Russell to play, like... Did he need to get citizenship or something? Like no, no, he didn't need uh, anything.
3: They just they just allowed him to play. So to play. Uh, so effectively, what happened was that he started to podcast about Australian Survivor in 2017. Yes, 2017, and uh, he was doing it with um, a survivor from the first recreation, Phoebe, and uh-huh. uh, they reached out to Phoebe, said, "Hey, do you have Russell's details?" She forwarded them on to uh, the people at the network and they ended couldn't on, they couldn't they the couldn't they couldn't have just DM'd him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they went through and then she gave him the details and he played so i i don't quite get the logic behind it like uh it doesn't really make sense because even his season in australia wasn't really seen by many australians It was on a like a like a multi-channel which is like a, like a channel that no one goes to it's seen by like a small niche of superfans in australia um like if they had have had someone like to be honest, Rupert or uh, Richard Hatch or someone who Australians actually know, because the Survivor was a cultural phenomenon in Australia. Like when the Borneo aired, like we had um, Richard come and do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in Australia. Like wow. these guys were celebrities. Like it was really huge here. Uh, so if they had had someone like that on, I kind of would have understood it. But. Yeah, I I never I still don't quite get the reason for having Russell. In. I don't know why he agreed to do it either. Because <laughs> if you want to do this legend season that he talks about legends so much, like should have just waited and just seen what happened. And now I kind of feel like he's I don't know what he's doing, but he's he's not going to be on anytime soon. He, he, yeah, he acted like he he acted like that season didn't happen because he was voted out second, right? Yeah, he did. He had he had an idol. He didn't play it. Yeah,
1: ah, it was pretty aggressive. Like that, uh, yeah. Russell. Okay. um... Let's go through some questions real fast. Uh, The people, comments, the people chimed in. Uh, Will the known troll... This is my shout-out, Tim. Will the known trolls ever have a guest who isn't white? a white male
3: <laughs> um, I was going di- to raise that about your white privilege on this um, <laughs> on this podcast it feels very discriminatory Rene's yeah. R- um, Hispanic Rene's a Mexican yeah I'm
2: Mexican so
3: I recently did a DNA test and I am very white I am like 99% white so it's mm-hmm. very uh, disappointing that you've just they, got you're,
2: you're whiter than I am Ryan so. I'm, I'm just Irish but you are still English. foreign that's, that's technically so yeah, that's yeah you're, foreign. you're foreign we have international
1: guests yeah. <laughs> um, let's see <clears throat> sorry um wardog how often each yes how often each hour does West play back my stories on Instagram uh never buddy um <laughs> I don't know pat Pat says how often does West screenshot and save your Instagram stories I don't screen I don't save them um I mean come on that's just underst- I don't know what wardog's saying here um uh, nothing good see. nothing good Tim anymore. Tim thinks that we're covering survivor 37 today and we're not. No um, That's a how cursed season burn- <laughs> Tim says How many burner accounts Is too many burner accounts <laughs> Renee. No No uh, Pass Ryan How many burner accounts Is too many burner accounts
3: It Depends how many emails You have I guess So uh, how many How many can you have Uh zero you shouldn't have any burner accounts yeah, okay
1: uh well don't you have the Brinks some reality podcast twitter account isn't that your burner account i
3: <laughs> uh, technically yeah. i guess the people who blocked me i guess own, I you should
1: just- have
2: one <laughs> right. you should have one so that you could one see uh account. see the people that have blocked you like see still see yeah. their tweets right. it's a bit
3: narcissistic to be wanting to see what people who blocked you <laughs> i i do
1: get it but I, uh, I think you look like you look a couple times and then you realize you know what these people don't really matter yeah, you know for sure. Um, will you be? Pat says, Patty Quafe says, "Will you be recording in a submarine again this week?" Nope. My, I think my sound quality should be great this week. Uh, Brandon Dwork says, "Is the War Dog the first in season contestant to regularly listen to the known trolls?" Also, okay. So is he the first season contestant to regularly listen? He might be. I mean, there might be some lurkers that we don't know of.
2: Yeah. Hey Victoria. Um, Wait, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin stopped listening to <laughs> yeah, us Gavin. <laughs> Yeah, Gavin
1: does. Uh, Becca Devins. Yeah. Which, Rick, Rick probably, like, we're probably his number one favorite podcast. He just He's just afraid to admit it. Um, is Rita Ryan's favorite podcasting partner? Ryan?
3: Rita is my most available podcasting partner. Oh, so he's not your favorite, but he's most available. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Um,
1: uh, Tim wants to know, what does, <laughs> which what does Ryan think is better, Australian Survivor or Survivor Maryland? And please elaborate.
3: <laughs> so I I've been, I I had a take on Twitter that Survivor Maryland wasn't Survivor, and I was reamed for that. You're, you're right it's, though. You should. I mean, you're reamed because these people are so fucking sensitive. <laughs> I I found it really quite condescending that people were saying that this that Survivor Maryland was better than actual Survivor. Like mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's a good hobby thing that was created (laughs) and that's cool I'll give you a ding here but like it it wasn't to me it wasn't Survivor I haven't watched it enough to say but I know a lot of people like it I probably will watch it at some stage the All-Star one I heard was very good so I'll I'll check it out at some stage but um, yeah it's I don't know it,
1: it seems like the Survivor Maryland fans completely dropped off like I don't see anything about it. I mean, well, I think cur- it's I think- made
3: by someone new this year. I don't I oh, think it's okay. someone different who's hosting it. So maybe it's not as good. I'm sure the season that was created was excellent, and the guy behind it, I know, put hours and hours into it. So yeah. I'm sure it's fine. And you played Survivor Washington. I watched. Yeah, like if if, if, everyone, if
1: anyone wants to watch a, a real good homage uh, season of Survivor, watch Survivor Washington <laughs> uh, Season Two. But yeah, I mean, there's we never had anything against Austin. You know, credit him for all the work that he put in, but it's just like that whole community was really sensitive and like. For some reason they're extremely abrasive
3: online. Like, if you weren't Survivor Maryland fans, you were enemies. It just it didn't make a lot of sense. I think you can support and have love for Survivor Maryland without degrading Survivor. I think that was my yeah, big absolutely. issue with it. Like people were putting like this is so much better than, than Survivor. Why don't you no, just accept that this is this is really cool? Like this thing that you like is really interesting and really cool. Great. But like you can also love Survivor and still mm-hmm. watch Survivor Maryland. Okay. Um, I saw that. Figgy took over the survivor
1: Instagram account, and people were not a fan of her. Uh, the, she got a shit ton of negative comments on Instagram on that post, and then on Facebook, you should have seen some of the stuff about like, who is this? Like, why do we care? We don't need her. It was like it was. It's funny. Like, whenever these survivors take over the Instagram account, they get shit on. R- uh, R- uh, Renee.
2: Um, i i mean i guess i'm not surprised it is just kind of funny to me um no shade mm-hmm. to figure anything i know Wes, like she's your girl um oh. but uh, whenever
1: i say she's my girl i mean she doesn't follow me on twitter she's yeah. dead to me Whoa. <laughs> no she's i mean i had lunch with her and she's fine i didn't pay for the launcher yeah. like, okay i didn't like set that just randomly <laughs> happened
2: it just, seriously um, it just did but uh i don't know i mean i think again this is just you know a part of the survivor community like the facebook people suck like i think unless you're what maybe one of 10 survivors like your ruperts and your Aussies, like they don't know they don't remember anybody that's on the show so i'm not surprised Mm -hmm. that they don't know who she is Um, did you see all that hate
3: ryan i did and i agree i think you have to be a rupert to to take over otherwise people are like who the hell is this i don't know who (laughs) i like they have no idea and so, unless it's Boss and Rob Rupert, uh, I would love to see. I would love to see uh, them go with one of those people just to see the comments because it would be hilarious. It would be mm-hmm. amazing. I, I quite like looking at the Facebook comments because it's just so ridiculous that uh, it does make me smile. That's why I'm looking forward to the Amazing Race later because when Rupert comes back, I just want to see all the all the stands come out for Rupert and the. Uh, people supporting him and and being very excited about uh, the return of Rupert and and it would be a, a lot of talk about him returning for God knows what like a seventeenth time to Survivor so that'll be fun. This Is his fourth time, right? No, uh, he's, a,
4: play, he's, play, he's played. He's played. He's played four times. It's time. his fifth time. It'll be well, fifth time. The
3: well, well, last came, time wouldn't really count, right, I guess. If he came but. back, right?
1: If he came back for Survivor, it would be his fifth time, right? Yeah, technically, well, he was
3: an Israeli right. Survivor at one stage as well. well he was did he reward, just was like he was like in like a reward kind of like a
1: Cochran or uh, yeah someone else i'm
3: not really sure i haven't watched israeli survivors so i can't
2: comment yeah um you guys have any other things that you wanted to bring up um no i'm just looking forward to a merch this week
1: yeah, yeah. Well, well ryan i think this is probably the natural end point but we just spoke for like an hour and a half i thought it was a really good chat uh probably one of the best ones we've done and uh thank, thank you for coming on thank you for waking yeah. up early yeah and, appreciate it man um
3: ryan, what's your twitter account and uh, uh at Ryan V Brink, you can follow me uh, or not following? I don't really, really care. care. <laughs> and uh, I, I to be honest, I we I know you you guys talked about this a little bit as well. But in terms of Twitter, like I love Twitter, but the people who are following me already, they're they're the people I like. And if you're not following, I it, I take no offense. If you want right. to unfollow me, I also take no offense. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to to be chatting about uh survivor with people on there and i try and keep it mainly survivor as well because i know that people don't like it when you talk about obscure australian sports or things that they I have no idea <laughs> about
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can only talk about survivor we're we're pigeonholed into only talking about survivor and unfortunate, but it is it is what it much. is like if i if i talk about like tweet about other shit like pa- the new england patriots or stuff like that i see like a mass unfollowing like you know what i can only talk about survivor at this point um But you agree that Twitter is the best platform to get your...
3: Twitter is by far. I I don't use uh, Instagram pretty much at all. And Facebook, uh, a little bit for some group stuff. And that's about it. I don't... I I so funny now. I get memories, and I had a memory the other day talking about some comment I made about Survivor about seven <laughs> years ago. And I'm thinking right. that is exactly what I put on Twitter, but I would never post that on Facebook anymore. So oh uh, yeah. I don't know. It's I I want Twitter memories. Bring back Twitter memories. That'd be great to get like yeah. Like, oh my you, god! What you like this tweet ten
1: years ago? I don't know if I want yeah. that. Uh, yeah, tw- I mean, in that, I used to I used to facebook my survivor thoughts like what a fucking idiot i was i know renee did all the
2: time oh yeah i did too and i had people like um because at one point i had my twitter account like linked to facebook or something so like every time i tweeted like it like posted on facebook and like someone was like stop posting survivor shit on here and i was like what and so and then someone else chimed in like yeah i don't want to see your survivor tweets and so i was like all right so then i like unlinked it and i mean i barely post on facebook anymore at all anymore um and instagram is instagram but yeah twitter is the best platform out there even mm-hmm. though it sucks as well and the people on there suck for the most part twitter? yeah yeah uh
3: who's this dylan conrad guy Dylan Conrad, uh, he played Survive New Zealand. He actually, so Dylan and I um, podcast the first season of Survivor New Zealand, and then he got on the second season, which was so really cool. He got on, you let him on your podcast and he got on, but you're still not on yet? That's pretty much accurate. I, maybe I should have been a New Zealander, I might have had a better chance.
1: Can you, are you, is, is Survivor New Zealand just for New Zealanders?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is just and for the uh, just
3: for the just for the kiwis, just for the kiwis, and it now it's cancelled it as well. well so maybe he was really. Oh, really? They can yeah,
2: They officially cancelled. The
3: it? They, he's the reason why they the reason why they cancelled it, right? Like that's I'm blaming him for it. So <laughs> that's that's the sadly it's been cancelled. Uh, I, I just didn't rate last season, which is sad because the season was fantastic. It was a really good season, like we said we before, before. But uh, uh, no, yeah, so no, we I only have. We only have Australian Survivor and survivors regular survivor as English-speaking international survivors this year. But, uh, yeah, it might come back in the future. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Um, I, We didn't even talk about it. I spent three weeks in Sydney back in March 20... No, April 20, 2006.
3: Good time. How old were you then? I was 19.
1: Jeez. Maybe we crossed paths. Maybe like we walked down the street. You are right, I go on one side of the street. It's like... Uh, what's that... Renee, what's
3: that movie? Um,
4: Sliding Doors. Sliding,
3: Sliding Doors. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ryan, what's
4: that
3: movie? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I love. I would move to Sydney. It's a great
3: city. Sydney is great. Uh, Sydney is great. I live in Adelaide, which is kind of uh, like down North. the bottom a little oh, bit. Okay. It's very quiet. It's it's like a big country town to be honest, but uh, I love it. What uh, region is Adelaide in? It's in so Australia is really weird because we pretty much name all of our uh, it's like states is where Western mm. Australia. Northern Territory, South Australia. I'm in South Australia, so it's south. And uh, then the other ones on the on the eastern seaboard all have cool names, and I I don't. So, how how far away is Adelaide from Queensland? Uh, like a, I mean, no, from uh, Melbourne. From Melbourne, it's a like a fifty-five minute flight. Okay, so that's like uh, three hours. It's uh or driving. Two? No driving. Driving. It probably takes about oh, seven and a half hours. Okay. Oh, that's right. Seven hours.
1: There's seven hours driving for every one hour flight. Okay. Um, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I have a, one of my best friends out here, is from Sydney. Uh, I forget where he grew up in there, but yeah. I mean, this this city is city's great. Renee, have you been to Australia? Yet?
2: No. No, I've not. I'd love to go one day, but uh, no, yeah, I'm no. not white, so I, like, I do to travel. I've
3: never been to the, the states. I think it's the same thing. It's just the travel; like it's yeah. so far both ways to go. I have people who do it, like Ritter, who does it regularly. I don't know how you can just like jump on a plane and just be so comfortable doing it. It's a I hate flying. Well, he wants to go see all his kings and
1: queens. So.
3: <laughs> Got to see the kings and queens. Uh, we haven't we haven't even said that who the king and queens is of this season. Uh, not Victoria, I tell you that much. But it's um, <laughs> it is uh, for me. I, I think Victoria's great, but. Yeah, it's it's such a big flight. It's such a, a a big journey to do, but I highly recommend anyone who's in the states come to America, come visit. It, Australia is, I think, a little bit like America, but we're all pretty laid back. So I was gonna say
1: it's like Southern California, Sydney at least.
3: Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It's pretty warm, pretty sunny, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I got I got helicoptered out of the Blue Mountains at one point. I mean, that's a that's a, that's another story for a different time. But
3: yeah, wow, that's that's crazy. Have you have you been to the Blue Mountains? uh i i have been to the blue mountains when i was a kid so not for a while katoomba is that the city right there uh, you probably okay. know I, I think know. black <laughs> blackheath black okay uh all okay. right any uh wrapping up wrap up th- wrap up thoughts for uh
1: no
3: no i'm good uh ryan yeah I just again just make sure that people f- can find my, my t-shirt, t-shirt at pro yeah, <laughs> no, wrestling no Trolls. Uh, where's Renee Ritter and T-Dub make sure you uh, purchase that uh, it comes in all sizes female sizes as well and uh, yeah check that out all right cool well Ryan Renee
1: it's been a blast and uh, if you've been listening and made it this far thank you for listening and uh, we'll have s- we'll have another episode next week and thank you for listening to No Trolls podcast all right see you guys
3: later there
0: Bye. was the stage lights and a dodgy PA You trod the planks way back then And it's strange that you're here again Here again And I wish I would shine you the right words To make you feel better Walk out of this place not explain Lots of little victories Take on the pain It takes so long to earn You can double up Or you can burn You can burn And I wish I, wish I knew The right words To make you feel better Walk out of this place table so they can say that the trains run on time flashing lights it's a real show and your wife I wouldn't go home the little bundles me care and you can't be farther there father there And I wish I wish I you the right words To make you feel better Walk out of this place And defeat them in your secret battle Show them you can be your own man again Show them Drag them away Cause they're taking the food off the table So they can say that the trains run on time Another man there was made The trains run on time